Well, good morning, everyone. I'm not James Henry. I'm Mark Hayes. I am uh, a member here, and I'll be bringing the message this morning. Well, today is Ascension Sunday, and it's also known as the Feast of the Ascension, and it celebrates when Jesus ascended into heaven. Now, as it happens, I also work for an organization named Ascension. So when James, weeks ago, said, hey, would you mind bringing the message on May 20th? Well, I, I didn't know, I didn't remember, hadn't looked that far ahead. And this week, um, in our organization, Ascension Day, which is really Thursday, last Thursday, um, when that when it became clear this was going to be Ascension Sunday, I was like, well, um, that's definitely what we're talking about. We're going to be talking about the Ascension. So here's what the Ascension is. It, it's been 40 days since Jesus' resurrection. Uh, he's been appearing to the disciples and to many and teaching. But everything is about to change. He is ascending to the Father. And 10 days later, we're going to celebrate Pentecost and the descent of the Holy Spirit. The ascension was no doubt a, some would call it a perplexing event for the disciples. Thinking of what they had been through, and now they had been experiencing Jesus again. And now, is he, is he leaving them? What does this mean? But the ascension is not a goodbye. It's more of a get ready. Here is how it is described in Luke. This is Luke 24, verses 44 through 53. Then he said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses the prophets, and the psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures, and he said to them, Thus it is written that the Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations beginning from Jerusalem. You are the witness of these things, and see, I am sending upon you what my father promised. So stay here in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Then he led them out as far as Bethany, and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. And while he was blessing them, he withdrew from them and was carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they were continually in the temple blessing God. Well, this has been a really hard week. There is a lot going on in the world around us right now. Another mass shooting claims the lives of 19 students and two adults at an elementary school in Ovalde, Texas. Tomorrow is Memorial Day. 
the day we remember those who gave their lives in service to our country. In our own family, we lost a loved one this last week. It's the third year of a global pandemic that has caused so much strain and suffering on so many. There are divisions and scandals happening in the church. There's a war in Ukraine that is bringing death and pain and reminding us once again that the world is not a safe place. I heard firsthand from mothers of young children that I work with that they talked about what it was like to hug their children extra hard this week as they sent them off to school. And our teachers who give so much have gone through so much during the pandemic now facing this again on top of everything else. So we look at this and we feel this sense of frustration and helplessness that nothing is going to get done. That somehow it just all feels a little overwhelming. So a few weeks ago, um, flashback, I was, I was in a meeting and I made a comment. It was a Friday and I made a comment about how I just felt so tired and um, that I just, I didn't know what was wrong with me. And I thought, well, I had traveled to a meeting and I wasn't used to traveling because we haven't traveled for two years and I'd been around a lot of people and I haven't been around a lot of people for two years and maybe I was just sort of tired and exhausted from all of that. But one of my colleagues said, well, you know, it could be burnout. It's like, what? Burnout? Uh, I hadn't thought of that. And so the next morning I was... Um, I was heading out to go for a run, and I um, pulled out my phone. I like to listen to podcasts. And the next podcast that pops up in my feed is about burnout. I was like, okay, all right, well, let's do this. Okay, I guess that's, uh, <laughs> we're, we're apparently going to talk about burnout today. So I went on this long run, listened to this amazing podcast, um, and it turned out to be just a really healing, amazing run. And I've started to talk to my colleagues and lots of people around me, and it seems like a lot of people are feeling this right now. I mean, I, it just feels right now like there are so many things going on in the world uh, that it's hard to, it's hard to deal with. It seems everybody is feeling it. And so this podcast really resonated, and I've told so many people about it. And so if you're into podcasts, it's called uh, We Can Do Hard Things with Glennon Doyle. I will tell you, it has some language in it. They, they say words that we wouldn't use here. <laughs> so just a little bit of a warning about the some of the language they use. Not a lot, but every once in a while, a word slips in here and there, but just so you know that. So what is this stress and hopelessness that we are feeling? Uh, in the podcast, she quotes Anne Helen Peterson, who described it like this. It's like you go and you go, and you cannot go anymore, and then you keep going. 
There was no catharsis, no finishing the marathon. The feeling of everything in your life just flattens into one big, long to-do list. That means all of the joyful things and all the painful things all just kind of flatten out into one thing after another. It is like every single moment requires something of you, and there are more requirements than there are moments, and you're never going to catch up, and there's no relief in sight. Uh, they described it like this, which I, is one of these moments when you're running along and you, know, you start laughing to yourself, and I always wonder what people think of me when they see me like this. Uh, it's like a pie-eating contest, and the reward is more pie. <laughs> According to Emily and Amelia Nagoski in their book, Burnout, The Secret to Unlocking the Stress Cycle, burnout is characterized by the following. Number one, emotional exhaustion. The fatigue that comes from caring too much for too long. And this is the kind of tired that sleep just doesn't fix. You can't go take a nap and it fixes it. Number two, depersonalization. The depletion of empathy, caring, and compassion. You want to care, but you just have nothing left. And number three, decreased sense of accomplishment. An unconquerable sense of futility, feeling that nothing you do makes any difference. And according to the research, this is how most men experience burnout. Also, according to the research, and this is from before the pandemic, 20 to 30% of teachers in America have moderately high to high levels of burnout. And there are similar rates among university professors and humanitarian aid workers. Among medical professionals, burnout can be as high as 52%. And there's a growing area of research now about parental burnout. As parents, especially parents of young kids, have been you know, in their houses for two years, um, being parent, teacher, everything, all the time. So the first element of burnout, the emotional exhaustion, is most strongly related to the impact on health. Uh, so if you're feeling this sort of robot, dead inside existence, it's not just you. A lot of people in our culture are feeling this right now. And, and if this is you, I just want you to know, like, I'm not a mental health professional. Um, if you need help, I encourage you to seek it out. Uh, look for resources that are out there, um, whether it's this podcast or the book on burnout or lots of other things. Uh, there's, there, are, there are places you can go to get good advice on how to deal with this. According to the research, though, burnout cannot just be fixed uh, with a candle and a hot bath or a better organizer or a better planner. Uh, we don't need a better to-do list system in order to fix burnout. That is not, uh, that's not the solution. So what do we do? And how do we find hope again and purpose? 
we have all these stressors that come into our lives. And it's not possible to live life without stress. We cannot armor up and, and, and be impervious to everything that's around us because we are built to be connected human beings. Connection is what we are all about. And that connection is central to who we are as human beings. So one of the things that I really love is when my faith life and my lived experience all tie together, and this is really one of those moments. So I'm going to walk you through um, three things here that I think are, as people of faith, what we do about this. So we're surrounded by all these massive problems. Our stressed out, broken world seems completely soul-crushing and overwhelming. So what do we do? Number one, I'm going to suggest here that we embrace Ascension Sunday. Okay, so why, what, what is the deal with the Ascension? Okay, as Christians, there's really three big events for us. There's, there's Christmas, there's the birth of Jesus, there's Good Friday, crucifixion, and of course, Easter, the resurrection. Those are the big three. They all have big holidays around them. Um, one of the great things about working in Catholic healthcare, we get Good Friday off. It's a, it's a holiday for us. Um, but maybe what we need to do is uh, elevate the importance of Ascension Sunday in our lives. And I'm going to explain why that is. Um, each of the big three events that took place that bring us to where we are today as Christians, birth, death, resurrection, they were point-in-time events. They took place in one place at one time uh, in our past. Uh, what the ascension does is it brings his existence at that point of time takes it up to the Father so that the love and hope he gave us in his death and resurrection are available to all of us right now and forever. That's what the ascension was all about. And that's why it wasn't goodbye, it was get ready. So Jesus is telling us he now is everywhere for all time. Nothing can separate us. The Ascension makes his love and merciful healing heart accessible to all of us right now. We are ordinary, broken human beings gathered around the ascended Jesus to share in his life and to be about his business in the world. In the Gospels, people flock to Jesus. What is it about Jesus? I love this from the video. He cares about us in a way that we don't. Caring means, I am just there for you. There is no agenda. He cares for you so naturally. He's right here now caring for us. So that's what the ascension means for us. The ascension transforms Jesus into being everywhere for all time. Number two, I think we have to find 
which part is our part? So this also came out of the podcast. So if you listen to the podcast, you're gonna be like, oh, well, I know where Mark got so much of what he talked about. Um, as people of faith, we're called to action. And especially we have, I think as people of faith, we have these feelings of deep empathy. We want to help change the world, but it's really overwhelming. It's bigger than what we feel like we can take on. Like, oh, okay, so we just need to fix war and racism and homophobia and the, you know, the government and politics and everything else. Oh, okay, that's all we gotta do. Great, let's just do that. That's all we gotta do, right? Well, that, that's crazy. So, I mean, it's so easy to feel defeated. I mean, we look at this and we're, this is not what we were built for. The stress that is in our lives, we were, we were built to deal with the stress of a village. Uh, not the stress of the whole world. Um, in, in the Q&A on the podcast, they had the, the authors of the burnout book, the, the Nagoski sisters, on to do a Q&A. And um, one of the sisters says, her therapist told her that the world is an infinite sucking vortex of need, and it is not your job to fill all the needs. It is your job to do your part. And we need to just figure out what is our part. So how do you choose what's important? Well, guess what? It's all important. It's all important. Howard Thurman, the minister and civil rights leader said, don't ask what the world needs Ask what makes you come alive and go do it. Because what the world needs is people who have come alive. So what kind of problems do you enjoy solving? What kind of people do you love working with? Go find that. Go find what makes you alive. Your aliveness is the antidote to being overwhelmed. The last thing and the third thing, and this is, this is really, um, I loved that at the end of this whole podcast, I'm running along, and it actually started raining. <laughs> I'm running along in the rain, and the last thing that Nagoski sisters recommended for when we are overwhelmed is what they called the bubble of love. I thought, oh, this is, it all comes down to love. The bubble of love is a protected space that includes only those people who take your well-being as seriously as you take theirs. People who take your well-being as seriously as you take theirs. These are the people who notice when you are overwhelmed and they support you. And so the bubble of love is where you go to heal. 
Ultimately, the solution is kindness and compassion, and that is not always easy. This is not just, oh, I hope you feel better. It is real, deep kindness and compassion. The neuroscience and psychophysiology hard science says that the answer is connection and love. That's the evidence-based advice. I tell you, you know, God works in mysterious ways. My mom and dad told me that all the time when I was growing up. And it has really been my lived experience. Every time I turn around, I think, God works in mysterious ways. It is perhaps the greatest understatement of all time that it all connects, that the evidence-based advice is connection and love. So, so on this Ascension Sunday, if you're burned out and overwhelmed with everything that's happening in the world around us and, and in our lives right now, first know that you're not alone. And know that he offers his hope, his caring and compassion. He is accessible to you right now. His hand is outstretched to you right now. He is there to share his hope and his joy with you right now. Second, we are called to care for others. We're called to find our part, our part, just our part, our little piece of the world. Find what makes you come alive. Find what brings you joy. Find what brings you alive and go do it. We are called to be hope for others and to care for those around us. We are called to be the people who take the well-being of others seriously. We are called to be that love bubble for others. I just love the love bubble. Isn't that a great way of thinking about it? We are called to be that love bubble for others, for the people in our lives and the people around us. So one of the things that uh, we do every week uh, is we have a moment of prayer together. Um, we will start with a moment of silence. And I think we'll take that time to, to lift up the prayers that you all have. There are, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of suffering all around us. And... We'll, we'll spend some time in silent prayer as we each call up what is on our hearts. Uh, and then we'll pray together, and then we will have a prayer. Um, it'll be the Lord's Prayer. It'll be a version of the Lord's Prayer that'll be on the screens. Uh, it may not be the version that you, are, that you know. I will tell you, I may slip back into the traditional version, as I sometimes do, because that's the one that I know. <laughs> so I, 
I actually printed out the one that we use so that hopefully I will remember what will be on the screen. Uh, so please, please join me in prayer. Dear gracious and loving God, we come to you today, a lot of us a little overwhelmed with the world. We see a world around us that has so much sadness and suffering, so much brokenness. And we don't always know what to do. We get overwhelmed. We can get burned out. And we come to you today to ask for for your strength and guidance. We ask for your compassion, your love. We ask to be really in your bubble of love. We thank you for the ascension, we thank you that your son Jesus is here everywhere with us in this moment and the next moment and all around us for all eternity. We ask that you would help us find what brings us alive, what brings us joy, what are we called to do in this world? Where can we make a difference? And help us just know that it, we're not here to fix everything in the whole world. We can't do that. Find our thing, our place, what's accessible to us, what brings us alive. We pray that you'd help us to be hope for others. Help us to care for those around us. Help us to respond to the call and to take it seriously to care for the people around us, to 
care for our communities, to be your church, to be the field hospital for the people around us. Help us to be that love bubble for others in our lives. Lord, we ask this in your son's name and we offer up the prayer that he taught us. Our Father in heaven, holy is your name. Kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen.